You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Utah fans. This is Brian Brown. This is the Locked On Youths podcast, holding it down while Jake Hatch is on the road in Boca Raton. Raton, apparently. I've learned that from watching the broadcast tonight. It's Raton. Uh, enjoying a, oh, just a brutal destruction of UCF by the BYU Cougars. But this is a University of Utah podcast, and there is so much news to talk about today. And I am excited to be giving you that news here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are going to talk about the transfer portal. It's going to be a news item for a long time going forward. Four new entries. Are any of these guys impact players, or will Utah have an issue replacing any of them? Also, big news from the Pac-12, as the all-conference teams are released. Was there someone who surprised Utah fans with a nomination? Brian Harson heads to Auburn. Would there be any impact on the co- on the Utah coaching staff? And some news and notes, especially regarding gymnastics. All that and more today on Locked On Utes for December twenty third, twenty twenty. Podcast Network brought to you by Built Go. And I tell you what, we've got a lot of going to do today. Some big news coming out for the University of Utah. We're going to get to that right around the corner. But first of all, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you for all the kind words, for the feedback, for everything. Uh, appreciate the listeners. We've had some massive numbers put up for a first-time podcast. So thank you to everyone for doing that. Remind your friends, your neighbors, your family, your fellow Utah fans to subscribe, rate, review. We are available on all podcast platforms. Working on Google Podcasts, I apologize to those who like to use that platform. I know how frustrating it can be when you can't listen to your favorite Utah podcast on your favorite platform. I promise you the IT team is working hard to try and get that one up and running for us. In the meantime, don't forget to get on there. Rate us five stars only. Uh, Make jokes in the comments if you want. Tell me how ugly I look. Tell me how much you hate beards. Tell me how bad my voice sounds in the microphone some nights when I'm recording these. I don't even care. Tell me how much you hate chicken sandwiches. Whatever it is, you can tell me in those comments as long as you rate it five stars. Let's jump right into it. There were some announcements today i mentioned yesterday that the university of utah was going to have some sit downs with some players that they wanted to reach out and and talk to the team and and go over what the transfer policy was what the transfer portal numbers were everything along those lines and sure enough today we have some entries the probably least surprising of those is Jake Bentley entering the transfer portal after picking up two commitments from Charlie Brewer and to Quinton Jackson. It, the writing was already on the wall for Jake. I think once Drew Lisk took over in the second half, it was a tough year for him. He was a warrior. He played with grit at times. Uh, it was just not an easy season across the board. And, and Jake, I think really struggled under the weight and burden of that. It just looked like at times he had no confidence. So he has entered his name into the transfer portal. Uh, along with Jake Bentley, we also saw Ben Lennon, Peter Tonga, 
and Movie Hunt enter their names into the transfer portal. Uh, portal. Uh, of those four, I think the probably most surprising might be Ben Lennon, although his performance just never really did it at the University of Utah. I, I don't know that he ever meshed uh, personality-wise with the program. I'm not sure that he ever felt comfortable uh, really kicking. He, he was, by all accounts, a fantastic prospect, came from the same kicking academy, uh, Chappie down there in Australia that worked with Tom Hackett, that worked with Mitch Wisnowski. So the expectations for him were very high coming in, and, and Utah has had such a storied tradition of, of great punters, and it just didn't work out for him here. So best of luck to Ben Lennon. Uh, Andrew March looks like it, he'll take over the kicking duties for now. I would imagine that Utah will be on the hunt for another punter, trying to get them in 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 before fall of 2021. We'll have to see what they'll be looking for, whether that's a transfer, whether it's another uh, Aussie-style punter, whatever it is. We'll be sure to update you here on Locked on Utes. Uh, in the meantime, you know, Peter Tonga, Mufi Hunt, two guys that were just kind of buried on the defensive line. Peter Tonga just, I don't know that he ever had a season where he was consistently healthy. And because of that, I think he just uh, never was able to find footing. And, and at the University of Utah, where defensive line and especially defensive tackles are such an important position, but not only that, such a deep position and a position that they can recruit to so well because of the production and, and the guys that they've sent in the NFL in the past. He just was never able to establish himself. A couple, couple memorable plays as a Ute. I'll never forget his interception where he was rumbling and bumbling down the sideline and fumbled out of bounds. Uh, I believe he had one return for a touchdown as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Pita is a local Salt Lake City prospect. He's a hometown hero. Wherever he ends up, good luck to him. I, I suspect that you know he can go to a lower-tier program and just – play his heart out maybe somewhere nearby um i haven't heard anything in regards to where he might end up quite yet um but as we've talked about before entering into the portal does not guarantee that you find a spot somewhere else and it's especially hard with a guy that's of his age and and everything else that he's carrying in terms of injuries and and whatnot so uh if it is somewhere i'd suspect it's a lower level school uh probably even lower than utah state at this point Who knows, but best of luck to him. Hope he finds a home. Hope he gets at least one good, healthy year in and and wish him the best. Utah will be fine at defensive line. They have plenty of prospects. Huati Pututau will most likely be back. So same with Vianney Mawala. We've seen Devin Kafusi slide into the defensive tackle position at times. He's played well there. I think his length and his aggression, his agility, his speed all help him there. Uh, I don't know that he'll be a full-time defensive lineman going forward or defensive tackle going forward, uh, but all the signs point to yes and I think he's really done a great job there converting and, and he's he's got the ability to go inside and outside and I think that could be very appealing if he's trying to get to the next level uh, in addition to Devin and Vianney and, and Huati, there's also Samisi Lawaki who everyone is expecting to return at this point in time he opted out uh, due to the pandemic there is also a slew of other 
yet to be seen defensive lineman in there. Tennessee Pututau had a great year. He is incredible in the pass rush game. He's got an extra gear. He's very explosive, very active with his hands. That's something that we haven't seen from a lot of Utah defensive linemen on the interior this year. Huati Pututau uh, has not had the impact in the pass rush game that I expected. Vianne Mawala, I just don't think that's really his MO. He, he's, he, he still plays very high. He's not explosive. Um, he may have the same kind of big frame as, as somebody like a lucky foe too but he is not near the athlete nor does he have the same kind of explosion in his hands explosion in his hips as like he did and so for for all those reasons he's just not uh an elite level pass rusher and 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 for the most part i think university of utah fans noticed that the pass rush wasn't as good this year as it has been in years past a lot of that is just because a lot of the guys that are playing are, are learning how to use their hands properly. We saw towards the end of the season that Mika Tafua got really, really good at using his hands and, and getting around the corner. It, it's more than just being a good athlete. It's more than just having good bend. You have to have the technique, especially in a system like Utah runs where you have other responsibilities rather than just rushing the passer. You have to have that technique. And that's where a player like Peter Tongo can fall behind. He just doesn't get the development on field that he needs to be able to hang with the guys who are getting the reps. So unfortunate to see all these guys enter in the portal. Mufi, Mufi Hunt was a guy that transferred from Michigan State. He'd moved all around. He played linebacker a little bit at one point in time this year, I think. Tight end, defensive line. So uh, unfortunate to see them all go in the portal. Jake Bentley, obviously, I think his struggles are well noted. Probably don't need to talk about that very much. At the same time, I don't know how much Utah is going to work to really replace these guys through the portal. There's always opportunities. Siaki Ika would be a guy that Utah would have been really high and really happy to take. Local product from East High School. He ended up going to Baylor. If you're trading Siaki Ika for Charlie Brewer, I think you probably win that trade, in my opinion. So we'll see what Utah does on the recruiting trail. They'll clearly have some scholarships to fill. Some of those might just stay open simply because you're going to be in a scholarship crunch in 2022 for that recruiting class. You only get 25 initials a year, as we've talked about in the past. So if that's the route that you're going to go, you just want to make sure that you have plenty of scholarships to recruit for a full class. If there are guys who are departing your program that you don't absolutely need to replace, especially at a position like defensive line then go ahead and do that so as you might have noticed it is hump date which means it is that time of the week where we're all just cresting the stress wave christmas is around the corner i don't know about you you've probably all finished your christmas shopping i have not it's gonna be a disaster the good news is is i can use social distancing as an excuse and i can just go ahead and chill and you know what that means gang It's time to talk about Coors Light. What do you like to do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button and get ready for what's next? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to just be on 24-7. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. When it comes to... 
I'm a Utah boy through and through, born and raised here, uh, spend most of my days in the summertime as far away from the city as possible. And that's really when I like to chill and reach for the Coors Light. It's the perfect refresher on a hot day. It is the perfect relaxation tool when you need one on a cold day. Whatever your need, Coors Light is made to chill so that it can help you to chill as well. Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Remember, Coors Light, made to chill, made to celebrate responsibly by Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Jumping back to news of the day yesterday, uh, the Pac-12 decided to announce their all-conference team members. I mentioned in the teaser, was there somebody that Utah fans might have been surprised about? And I don't think anyone was surprised by the fact that Ty Jordan was named the freshman of the year for the Pac-12 conference. He was third in the conference in rushing. He was the motor of the offense. It, it seemed like he gave Utah a different life really almost once he started getting more touches in the offense and and you know utah is always going to be a team that is going to focus on the run that's just it's their mo it's the way that kyle whittingham wants to play it's how that offense clicks i think we saw in the second half how good that offense can be when it plays with rhythm when it plays with momentum and and when you have a quarterback back there who can make Quick decisions, get the ball out, get the ball to your playmakers, and march down the field. By the time you have three or four of those eight or seven or ten play drives against the team here in Salt Lake City at altitude in the third quarter, they're going to start laying down, and that's when the run game can just take over. We've seen that as Utah has built the talent in recent years, that it is like a tidal wave in the third and fourth quarters. Teams just can't hang with them anymore. It's incredibly hard to have the kind of depth to compete with Utah. And so that's, I mean, that and, and so many other reasons. Ty Jordan's just electric. Probably the reason for why he is the Pac-12 freshman of the year. Also named to the first team, obviously, Devin Lloyd, junior linebacker, uh, no surprise there. Nick Ford, junior offensive lineman, uh, played center. He, I've said this yesterday, he just took over the position. He's always been a leader. I felt like he fit in so well there in the interior. He gives you strength. He gives you athleticism. He gives you intelligence. He was a perfect fit, and he was recognized by the conference for it. I think it's no surprise to me that he started to play well. That kind of accolade is going to help him if he is trying to get to the NFL. We'll see. Still wait for a grade. Hopefully he does decide to come back for a second season, though, or for a final season at the University of Utah. He did graduate. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other athletes that graduated along with him. So he is going to leave with his degree. He's going to leave as a first team all conference selection along with Devin Lloyd, who I I don't expect him to be back. I just don't. I, I think the staff probably has seen this already. We've seen it on film as scouts buckle down and start seeing his tape. And as they're, start, they're able to go get workouts in, hopefully as, as things start to normalize with, with the vaccine and whatnot, and, and I'm no expert on that, so I'm not even going to try and touch it. But as, as things start to progress and, and, and he gets a chance to go into workouts and showcase how athletic he is, how good he is, his tape will just back that up and he'll test off the charts. 
Jaden Redding, uh, maybe a bit of a surprise there. I, I don't think so. He was perfect on the year from field goals and, and, and extra points as well. And, and he stepped into that role. He doesn't have the big leg like Matt Gay, but he is accurate. He is reliable and he has taken care of that job. And, and that is something that Kyle Whittingham absolutely adores. And then junior Britton Covey. Uh, for the special teams was a first team uh, selection. Ty Jordan, Brant Keithy, redshirt freshman Satawa Laumea were all named to the offensive second team this year. Uh, Brant Keithy's probably a first team guy. He, he just not enough games, not enough positive play on the offensive side of the football. They needed to get the get him the ball more. Unfortunate that it wasn't able to happen, but he's still a second team all conference player along with Satawa, who I really thought improved drastically as the year went on. The fact that he only got five games, it, it, it's disappointing. But at the same time, his growth was just from game one to game two, even was just outstanding. The kind of thing that you really want out of him, want to see, I should say. And then obviously Ty Jordan, second team. Some people may argue that he should have been a, a but with two athletes in Jermar Jefferson and Jarek Broussard ahead of you on the rushing list, guys who have been in the conference for a long time, guys who have been through the full schedule before, I don't think it's unreasonable to rank them ahead of Ty Jordan. But without a doubt, the recognition that he got as the freshman of the year was a massive achievement for him. I think it's going to motivate him. He's a very humble young man. He's one that's always willing to work hard. The staff absolutely loves him. They wanted to get him here, and that's for good reason. He's impressed from the from the jump. And so I think a second team selection is just fine this year. And it's I think it's reasonable to expect that he'll be a first team selection next year. And that's in a conference that is very deep with a ton of running backs so junior Mika Tofua was another second team selection uh, after being an honorable mention last year I don't think he had as good a year as maybe some people were expecting but he did start to make some big progress and some big strides at for a guy like Mika it's just really tough to only get five games he just needed a full season to really develop and, and work and 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 really expand his craft. I think the potential is there for him next year to ratchet it up again. I would expect to see him get on that Bradley and I offseason plan and just develop, work moves, really hone his body and, and, and get as fast and as flexible as you can while maintaining your strength. He's got the, the arm length. He's got the get off off the ball. I think that he could be a second team guy for sure next year, if not a first team guy. And, and he should be able to rack up quite a quite a heavy sack total next year as we started to see him turn the corner. Four all-conference honorable mentions include junior Nephi Sewell at linebacker, sophomore to Travis Broughton at cornerback, Britton Covey at wide receiver, and senior Keegan Markgraf at snapper, which good to see that special teams you is still in the hunt for those kinds of things. Uh, Keegan is an unsung hero, but he's a great snapper. He does a great job. Uh, took over those duties in, in a time of almost near chaos, I think, and he's just steadied the position and done a great job. Nephi Sewell could argue that maybe as an honorable mention, he's being a little disrespected, but I think the, the problem is that he just hasn't played enough in the Pac-12. Get him back next year. Get him in the mix. Let him do his thing again. He will ball out. He's going to continue to improve. He's going to continue to grow. I think Utah's found a position and a style of play for him that really causes some issues for defenses. You know, he, he was responsible for a number of turnovers this season, and I just think he's going to get better, and I can't wait to see him with a full season to really show and prove 
prove to everyone how good he is and to garner some NFL attention. I, I really do think that he has some of that potential. He is a little undersized at the position, but I think the way that he plays, his potential at the line of scrimmage does give him a shot to go to the NFL next year. If nothing else, it's going to make the Utah defense incredible next year. Um, depending on who stays around, you know, linebackers start next to him. I believe Sione Fotu is planning on staying here, but you never know. Sometimes guys will decide to go on missions after the fact. We'll have Ethan Calvert in the fold. So it, a lot of interesting options with him. Andrew Mata'afa, who we started to see a lot on special teams and a little bit here and there. Hopefully he can put on some additional weight and, and really focus in and, and, and get to the point to where they've expected him to be. To Travis Broaden, I, I think I think his play speaks for itself. You know, he, he has been consistent. He's an excellent tackler. He's good in coverage. He very, very rarely missed assignments or very, very rarely was beat. And for a guy that's a sophomore, I think that's a positive sign. He's got the athletic traits. He's, he's working on his technique. I think he is a very diligent football player in terms of getting his study in and his film work. And he's working with one of the best cornerback coaches in the Mountain West, for sure in the West, and, and possibly even the country in Sharif Shaw. And I think we, we saw that with the development of Clark Phillips, JT Broughton. Uh, Fabian Marks had some good plays for, for Utah. And it's just to have that kind of development at a position as critical as cornerbacks is such a wealth to have for the University of Utah. I mentioned that on a podcast recently that I'd lost 10 pounds uh, and someone messaged me and said, is it really because of Built Bar? Uh, of course not. It, it's not entirely because of Built Bar. I've, I've customized my diet. I've started exercising more. I, I've tried to take better care of myself. But what Built Bar has done is it's negated the hangry reactions that I get from my own self when I get hungry uh, at, at different points of the day. It's provided me with a snack with with a healthy alternative when I am stressed out. I, I am the kind of a person that is just an emotional eater. It's who I am. And so when I'm stressed, I can reach for that Built Bar. I'm getting 19 grams of protein. I'm getting something that's much, much healthier than going for a Snickers or anything else. I'm getting a boost with my body because I'm feeding it healthy things that, that it likes, that it needs to use uh, for energy rather than just giving me tons of sugar that's going to maybe peak me for a minute and then crash. The best part about Built Bar for me is just the variety of flavors. I... I change from week to week right now in in the backpack i've got cookies and cream i've got cherry barcia uh, i've got orange i've got a raspberry in there as well I, i've talked about the coconut peanut butter brownie is one that i've been uh, high on they have a few new flavors that i highly recommend uh, i'm looking forward to trying the lemon almond cheesecake and the carrot cake i've heard great things about them uh, again built bar is healthy 19 grams of protein most of the bars have less than 180 calories less than five grams of sugar five grams net carbs so you know they're keto friendly uh, they're good for you they taste good it's a better habit it's a better way to take care of yourself it's a better way to help yourself achieve your goals physically mentally emotionally than reaching for all those bad alternatives out there and and looks i there are those times when i love an oreo but on the day-to-day -day, it's all about bill bar for me Built Bar has a promo code for you. It is promo code locked on. Go to builtbar.com. You'll get 20% off your next order. They have all sorts of specials going on, especially right now. Builtbar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off, and get built with Built Bar. Moving on to some news and notes. 
with uh, stuff outside uh, the football team for once, uh, Utah announced that they are graduating 18 fall semester graduates. Names include Trenton Carlson for football, Felix Chun. Sorry, I apologize, Felix, if I butchered your name. With men swimming and diving, Vontae Davis for football, Rahi DeVos, DeVos, men swimming and diving, Ireland Dunn for soccer, uh, Chase Fernland in baseball, Nick Ford football, as we mentioned, TJ Green football, Claire Greenlow, women swimming and diving, Kinsey Kerber, volleyball, Brody Lewis, Men swimming and diving, Vianney Muala football, Riley Pierce baseball, Huati Pututau football, Josh Stout lacrosse. Josh Stout, man, that guy is so much fun to watch. I, I hope he's coming back to play in the spring. I hope lacrosse gets a chance. I, I'm going to try and get you guys as much coverage as, of lacrosse as I possibly can. I think you're going to enjoy it. So uh, continuing on, Poppy Tank for cross country, Orlando Umana football, and Bella Williams cross country in track and field. So a pretty solid fall semester to get 18, 18 athletes graduated in, in a pandemic year where where school has been just kind of crazy. And, and credit to all those student athletes. We, we'd like to recognize them as best we can on these kinds of podcasts, give them a little bit of shine for what they do. Additionally, the University of Utah released an announcement that Utah Gymnastics is set to open the season at Rio Tinto Best of Utah. That will take pay, place at the Maverick Center. Um, Saturday, January 9th, uh, it will be televised on BYU TV. My apologies, Utah fans. I know it's the worst, but it's what you have to deal with. They have a truck. Woo-hoo. That will start at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and it will also be broadcast on the flagship radio station ESPN 700. Utah will begin the season. Um vying for the program's second straight title at the Rio Tinto Best of Utah. It will include in-state foes BYU, Southern Utah, and Utah State. The Red Rocks will begin on bars, while number 17 BYU will begin on beam, number 23 Southern Utah on vault, and Utah State on floor. We're going to try and and cover gymnastics as best we can. I'll try and get somebody on who actually knows what they're doing when it comes to actually evaluating gymnastics, because I... No, nothing. Not my forte. So, something to look forward to after the break. Haven't heard any updates on on where Utah basketball is. Hopefully, we'll get something after Christmas. Uh, hopefully, everybody is, is healing up, and hopefully, we can get this virus under control somewhat so that you know we, we can continue to have sports and, and, and continue to go back to the way things were in society. Also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Brian Harson getting hired by Auburn. Uh, check out Locked On Auburn uh, here on the Locked On Podcast Network with Zach Blackerby. He'll have all the updates on that one for you. Uh, I was chatting with Zach a little bit earlier today in our college football thread and it surprised pretty much everyone at Auburn including him and I think it probably surprised just about everyone that Harson was named the head coach the question that I have for this is how does it affect the staff at Utah is there a candidate on this staff that could potentially either apply for the head coaching job or possibly leave to go to a bigger position up there does a local coach get an option here and decide to take somebody you know I I don't think that Morgan Scally has any interest in that position, but maybe Sharif Shaw has interest in, in being the head coach there. And I think he would make a great candidate. It would be a big jump for him who he's never been a defensive coordinator, but 
at the same time the production is there the passion is there you have to wonder if they want to leave salt lake city after the success of his wife's uh uh little television program there real housewives of salt lake city which i still have not watched uh i've heard that sharif has stolen the show though and then there are some guys on the offensive side of the ball that you have to wonder too. It, you know, is is Guy Holiday looking to upgrade a position and maybe go up there to be an offense coordinator? Same with Jim Harding. Uh, regardless of what we think of the coaching staff, there are people in the coaching community that either like those coaches or want to coach with those coaches or think that those coaches have positive potential. Is there a guy in the local coaching community that's maybe a candidate to be the head coach there like Jay Hill? Hard to say at this point in time, I think with the job just opening up, uh, Boise has done a good job of finding talented candidates, finding people that know Boise and understand the program. Will that continue? Hard to say, really. Uh, I would assume that it would. They kind of have a recipe for it. And I don't know if you if you like the recipe you have, why would you stray from it? But something to watch definitely, and, and I think is that job opens up as as more candidates are linked to that it's arizona still open as more shuffling happens we could see more movement within the university of utah coaching staff which would in my mind i think the staff has been really good uh there's always room for improvement I, i won't deny that but i'm also very curious to see if maybe there are a few people on staff that, that want to exit and go find a bigger opportunity. I think that staying at the University of Utah is much, much better than it has been in maybe three or five years ago. That The positions there and the program overall have become a lot more nationally recognized. The pay has increased. And so there are a lot of reasons to stay for a lot of those guys. So interesting to monitor. That's all I got for you today. Shout out to my guy, Scotty Stevens. Thank you for the review. Love you, man. Huge zone contributor. That's a little selfish on my part, but whatever. Thank you all for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, five stars only. This has been Locked on Utes on the Locked on Podcast Network for December 23rd, 2020.